0: you're listening to the best in the world sports report and we are back on the best in the world sports report john brown mike jones here once again mike what's going on how are you
1: Oh man i am wonderful it's
0: good to be here we, yeah we're gonna talk today. oh yeah oh we going oh we, oh we gonna talk today all right as you know gearing up for a big week four matchup with the Tennessee Titans. Let's just jump right into it. Let's let's skip all the small talk. Let's skip all the nonsense. Let's jump right into it. All right. We got the Titans this week. We're coming off of a week three victory over the Indianapolis Colts in which Carson Wentz returned. What did you think of Carson in his return?
1: Carson, I saw slight, slight rust. Yeah. But Which is to be expected. Not not a lot of rust. Mm -hmm. Because he looked good. He looked like he had full command of the offense. Mm -hmm. Just one or two reads. One or two throws. Mm -hmm. That, as you expect, will be better as he gets in rhythm. Gets his weapons with him. Gets more comfortable on the field. Gets more trust in his knee. Which... It didn't look like he had
0: much problem trusting that. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And I think that impressed me about about him. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed with the way Carson looked. And I thought he played with no fear. No fear. No fear whatsoever. And for a guy, honestly, and this is probably what? Probably his first real major injury of his career to come back and play like that at that level. I mean, we all know, like Russ was to be expected. You know, we knew he wasn't just going to come out here and just light the world on fire. You just wanted him to come out, show a little, you know, show some command of the uh, of the offense. Mm -hmm. And, just, you know, you didn't want like, honestly, you go into this game and I'm like, I just didn't want to see a dumpster fire. Yeah, You know, it's like I wanted to see some improvement over where the offense had been slight improvement, you know, and we got that. We definitely got. We that. got that first, in fact, first drive of the game. They drive down to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I'm good, you know. First, you know, I'm sitting up there after that first, uh, after that first drive, like, oh, we, are oh, we good?
1: We're good. Yeah. Then you got to remember all of our weapons are out, and that has to be impact what happens too. Because we had no Sproles, no Ajayi, no Alshon. We had who who was out there even catching passes? Uh,
0: I'll tell you who was out there catching passes. Uh, that would be the tight ends. That'd be <laughs> Dallas Goddard and Welcome to Football, Dallas Goddard, because we were wondering what had happened to him the first three weeks of this, uh first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a complete non-factor last uh, two weeks ago against the Bucks, and he was okay. I mean, I mean, did he, when, you know, what did he do week one, I, I don't know.
1: Not much. Yeah, not um, much. One thing that I think could be a factor in that, and of course I'm not in the room with them when they're putting the game plan together, mm-hmm. but from the outside looking in, one thing I see is that Nick Foles plays from the shotgun significantly more than Carson Wentz does. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is able to play under center much better than Nick Foles, which allows them to do things from different formations. And it, from what I saw, the formations that they were running were allowing them to utilize the two and three tight end sets more j- as much as anything else.
0: Now, I sat, I watched a lot of the game with my man Barrett Brooks, mm-hmm. and he was talking about what, what they called 13 personnel. One running but back, three, three tight, three tight ends, but he was saying a lot of the, what they were using was Goddard, Ertz, and, and Perkins. Perkins. But Perkins was lining up outside, like a you know, like a wide receiver. Know, like a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you know, although it's you know, it's, it's thirteen in nature, you know, it, but it really, it,
1: but the formations, yeah. the way you're lining up, the way the defense has to match up, yeah, is now all out of whack.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, and I liked it. But the thing was, it it, kind, it, it, was, it was crazy at first because I'm watching the game and I see Perkins catch that first pass. Mm-hmm. And that was really before they got the ball to Goddard. Now, Goddard, you know, he ended up having a great game. Uh, in fact, I think what? I'm looking down. 73 yards. Finished with 73 yards. So and I'm good touch, with that. Yeah. And a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But that fir- I think that first completion was to Perkins. And I'm sitting here like, how you know, what does this say about Goddard? When the third string, uh, wide—excuse me—the third string tight end is out here catching passes before you. Well, now you know. Well, as that the game did, went on, you know it was early. As the that game part went on. didn't
1: bother me so much. As much, what bothers me more is when I'm not seeing Goddard in the fi- on the field. Mm-hmm. Not when I see Perkins getting snaps over him. Mm-hmm. But if we're in 13 personnel and the ball just doesn't go his way. Yeah. That doesn't bother me because Carson is one who doesn't seem to force feed any one receiver no he spreads
0: the ball he's gonna spread it around
1: yeah. hit the open man mm-hmm. so if Perkins happens to be
0: open, Perkins happens to be open I think, I, and i think, I like that I like how Carson spreads the ball and I like the camaraderie I think it really speaks to the person who who it speaks to our quarterback mm-hmm. you know it makes me confident in our quarterback and I think it's honestly. If there's one thing I've learned over the last, you know, year and a half, uh, you know, of of Doug the Doug Peterson era, mm-hmm. is like I have more faith in that quarterback room. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like I, you know, we talked at length last year, uh, not last year, excuse me, last yes. time about you know my misgivings and concerns about Nick Foles, mm-hmm. but I feel like now and and. Grant, I understand it's it's easy to say now that he's won a Super Bowl. You know, I just you know, I I I I admit that it's real easy to say, oh man, I I'm completely confident in him now. But it's like what makes me confident in a Nick Foles now is this coaching staff and the effect this coaching staff has in that quarterback room where it's Carson Wentz, one is Nick Foles, where it's like they're lucky because not only do they have two, you know, they have two good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. One could possibly end up being a great quarterback. But you have two good, you know, you, you have two good quarterbacks who are two good people. Mm-hmm. People, You know, you, you don't have a lot of, you know. A team other, guys. Yeah, team guys, not a lot of character flaws. And, uh, you know, right or wrong, that's not something we've been able to say for a long time. You know, I mean, it's like
1: how many teams could ever say that in the no, game? I mean, of you're,
0: yeah. I mean, you you are you're right about that. You're right about that. I mean, I guess speaking specifically to the Eagles, where and you know whether that's the 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 most accurate or correct narrative or not, but there's there have been those questions in the past of the quarterback being able to lead. I, but I feel like now you, at this point so far, you have two guys that you you I, believe that question. Can be there. All, right, here's, All right, here's a question. Got you. Say
1: 5 is still our quarterback. Mhm. And 5 gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Jeff Garcia comes in. Mhm. Uh, what happens if Jeff Garcia wins that Super Bowl? You think 5 can handle it?
0: No. Well, you know what? I I don't I don't know if 5 would be able to handle it, but I don't think it would be a hard sell for 5 to convince the fan base mm-hmm. that he could handle it where the perception would be he can't handle it and it might and that perception might be stronger than
1: right. the reality so how well did he handle it when there was a player at another position taking some of his attention
0: yeah, I mean, he, he didn't handle it too well. So what
1: happens when it's a player at the same that position? position I, I don't know. That you won know? a Super Bowl when you got hurt. I don't know. But I, I, I guess, but to, to me, I, I feel like... I think, like, not I, saying that he definitely wouldn't have been able to handle it, mm-hmm. but to your point about these these current coaches and the quarterback room, mm-hmm. that's something about this group that I find special. Mm-hmm. That's it's
0: just not an easy thing to do. No, and, and I... I we, Speaking of that, I mean, I, I think that it, that is a very fair point mm-hmm. because one we don't know, but I feel like what this quarterback, what this current quarterback core, what that room has done is they've eliminated all doubt. I don't, I don't believe that you're even you're even going to try to push that narrative. You know, you know, and and you've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, you watched. Nick Foles hand that trophy to Carson Wentz and say, Hey man, you know, you're next. Mm -hmm. And we believed it. Absolutely. So it's like whether or not five would have been able to handle it, the fact of the matter is we're not even having this conversation with this current group. And we we would be, you know, whether he definitely would have been with Yeah, we would have been with five. We would have been with five. Probably would have been with seven. Mm-hmm. probably would have been with 12. Mm-hmm. you know that's just you know that's that's just the nature of the beast you know and that's just the nature of the you know especially when you're talking about those guys those men and their careers Absolutely. that's you know that's what happens but nonetheless as as fans and that's all you know as, as all that's all we can speak as as fans you know i'm i'm encouraged i'm encouraged by our quarterback you know, I want to see what they can do. And I feel like it's it's crazy because just like what you were talking about, just not being worried, mm-hmm. You know, just being like, you know what? Our quarterback is cool. I'm going to be cool. Oh, I say
1: that while I'm watching mm-hmm. every game when it gets tight, mm-hmm. if, we, if we happen to be trailing. And that's not like, like I'm saying it to convince mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it because I really believe it. Cause I have a group of people I watch every game with unless something special's happening. Mm-hmm. And we'll be sitting there together and my one friend, he's real excitable. Mm-hmm. Well it'll be a pick or fumble or we just don't score. Anything mm-hmm. could happen. And he'll start going into overreaction panic mode. And I'm just sitting there nice and calm. This mm-hmm. team doesn't panic, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to panic either.
0: It's like yeah. that's almost, it's almost that's like old now. It's like that's played out. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how we used to be. Now that you got this ring, now that we've seen this parade, now that we've been down this road, now that we're the defending – our team is the defending champions. It's like that early panic. It seems old now. That's like played out thinking. That's the
1: funny thing about it. I got that feeling watching this team before they won the Super Bowl. It's something about the way they approach situational Mm -hmm. football, the way Carson or Nick either won Mm -hmm. last season – When they would come to the line of scrimmage, you just kind of, nah, we got it. They just had that sense of calm, a calm confidence about them that it's it's infectious. It has to affect the rest of the team. And
0: I agree, I agree, definitely.
1: And Carson, I think it starts with him. Well, well, let's be fair. It has to start with the head coach for believing in his players from the rip and. When everybody else thought they were crazy, he'd believe in his players going for fourth downs, not punting the ball, all that stuff. That In that first season, we lost a couple games, and people questioned those calls. But as you go through to year two and now into year three, it, in year three now, we're at a point where fourth and two, fourth and three, if we're anywhere near field, you're almost upset if we don't go for it. You like what are you doing? Go for that. We can get those 2 yards. Which is something me and I'm sure most of us are not used to, but it's a good feeling. It's it's just, it's a good way to watch football. Yeah. Feeling secure in your team's mm-hmm. ability to win a game.
0: It's I feel like honestly, it's something I can apply to almost all my sports watching now. Mm-hmm. Where it's like now we, we have truly seen what you can get from a little bit of patience. You know, this is like the MO of this city mm-hmm. for years. And people can try to deny it all they want. People can try and, you know, say this not the way it is. But we have always been a city and a fan base that says, hey, when it's not working, you tear it down and you start over. And I feel like that had always Isn't been. is that the, what we did, though? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is what we did up until the Sixers, where the Sixers were the the true uh, you know the true example of completely tearing it down and starting over. But with the Eagles, yes, they like they tore it down. They and tore they it s- down. It just wasn't intentional. Okay. All Chip, right. the three years yeah. of Chip Kelly was, was tearing, tearing it, it down. down. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I agree. You're, you're not once again, you're, you're not wrong. You're
1: getting rid of players. Mm-hmm. You get a couple picks back, but you got assets. Mm-hmm. Your t- your record, your your place in the draft, continually rose a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was almost like he was an unintentional Sam Hinkie. Yeah, the what the effect it had, and yeah. he ended up leaving us a worse team at the moment when he left. Mm-hmm. But, but he left us but with, he a, left with us a great with opportunity. Those, yeah, it, he,
0: he he left us in a position to start over. Mm-hmm. But he he left us in the perfect position to start, to start over. over. Even though that's not the direction he was trying to take it. No. He was trying to go this way, and the team went that, that way. way. But, you know, and that I, way led us to a
1: championship. And the whole time... How he's sitting in the broom closet, like mm-hmm. I see what's going on. Mm-hmm.
0: I Learn can fi- cal- mm-hmm. Just calculating, you know, and, and it's cool. But to your, but to your point, you know, now that we have been there, now that we have been to the mountaintop, mm-hmm. you know, the actual mountaintop, it's like it it has changed the way I I view things, and I view the Eagles with a lot more patience and with without worry, and sometimes that and sometimes it does leave me in a spot where i'm like i'm asking myself and i'm trying to you know i'm trying to figure out when when should you be concerned like we're sitting here now at what 2 and 1 mm-hmm. we're going into week 4 2 and 1 we're playing a pretty good team we're going to take on well i, I think the tit- the titans could possibly be better than what we thought they would be
1: i don't trust their quarterback
0: okay so you, so you're not concerned. You're not concerned about this game. You have, you have no concerns. you still, you know what? I have no, I have zero concerns
1: about Tennessee. Okay. Like honestly, in the this is Mariota's fourth year now. Mm-hmm. How good has he been?
0: He's been okay. He's
1: he's, he's been, been really, really okay. He's been okay. Yeah. Does okay scare you?
0: No.
1: Does he have enough weapons around him to scare you being okay?
0: No. Well, let's see. Who are his weapons? Well, Delaney Walker's out for the season. Mhm. You got uh Deion Lewis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that scares you? No. No. It's not like they have some they're not the Jaguars defense. No.
0: They're
1: not the Vikings defense. they mm-hmm. They're not even the Rams defense.
0: But we're now we're watching an Eagles team. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they you're right. They're not you know, this but even at three and one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: still not sure if we're gonna get Alshon back. He's practicing, he's been cleared to pro, he's been ca- he's cleared, been cleared play. for everything. He's, so he was think, a full participant in practice today. So you think he's I fully play. expect him to you suit up on Sunday. So this is just in the bag is what you're saying. Yeah. All right, well look, everybody we wanna thank you for tuning in for the best in the world <laughs> sports support. Um that's pretty much all we got. Uh let's let's not and much else to say. I'm not
1: necessarily saying blowout, but I think it could be a 10 yeah, to 13 well, guess,
0: point win. I gotta, I have to see the the Eagles blow somebody out before I'm gonna start talking blowout because what I've seen so far, and with I, I've seen an an offense that struggle, mm-hmm. but the reasons why are pretty obvious. Exactly. You know, it's not like I'm sitting there just saying like this offense isn't like I'll put it this way: this offense isn't hasn't been great but we know why the offense hasn't, hasn't been great hasn't been full strength yeah. hasn't been full strength so but as they bring their pieces back i need to see them throttle somebody like you've seen you, you've seen flashes Ooh. you saw flashes that first drive of the uh the indie game exactly the flashes were there but now i want to i want to see more because it's like it's, i feel like in your in our confidence, mm-hmm. in our confidence of what this team is and what this team has been, you kind of is kind of get a little, maybe a little. I don't, I don't I feel like cocky is the wrong word. I don't want to say cocky, but maybe you put a little bit too much into what they have. Well, well, it, it's like look, like. We talk about Alshon Jeffries, and I'm excited because I feel like Alshon Jeffries is a true, legitimate number one wide receiver. Absolutely. Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar are good wide receivers. They're they're very good
1: complementary wide receivers. There you go. Key word: very good complementary wide wide receivers. receivers. But, but you when know, you put I think Alshon some, out there yeah, with him, who's yeah, a legit number well, one, yeah, yeah. now you have a real re- receiving core. Exactly. exactly.
0: But that—that that is my point. But I feel That's like, we, I think people see those two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there was a reason why we had to go out and get an Alshon Jeffries. And the reason is Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar are not number one wide receivers. They're good complementary wide receivers. When you have a... True, legitimate, number one wide receiver playing alongside of them, those two are great. I like them. You know, I, I I have no problem with them. You know, I don't want to go into a. When you, I guess, when you go into another week with Al, Alshon Jeffries, that, con, you know, there comes a possible reason for concern. All
1: right. Well, I'll say it like this I believe that a true number one receiver, like a real stud star type receiver, mm-hmm. is actually a luxury that you don't need to win. You don't really need that to
0: win. I'll put, I'll and put I, it to you and like, I'm
1: going to finish, but I'm going to prove my point in a second. Okay. Now, that being said, having him, you may have been able to win without him, mm. but when you have him, now you're a 30 point a game offense that okay. can win. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have the type of defense that can win games at 20 points. Mm-hmm. But when you add that number one receiver, mm-hmm. now you that's when you start beating people 35 to 17, 31, 13. That's when you can start to see scores like that mm. because the defense is always going to do what the defense does. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's the offense that goes from solid capable of winning, to being really high plow- powered and explosive, mm. so but now this is why I say I was going to prove my point. Okay. Quick question for you.
0: Okay.
1: Salary cap came into the league in '94.
0: Was it '94? It was
1: okay. it was '94. 49ers, Steve Young. That was the first year of okay. the salary cap. Okay. And you still saw those loaded okay, you Dallas. Said sal- and-
0: sal- you said salary cap. I was thinking free agency. No, I'm sorry. I'm salary I'm cap. Okay. Salary cap. Okay. Now. With that, since then, who's the best,
1: like, excluding those Cowboys and 49ers teams that started loaded, Mm -hmm. best receiver to win a Super Bowl? Name a superstar receiver that won one. I know the answer, but I'm going to give you the second to think about it because it's not that easy. All right. Well, The answer is Marvin Harrison with the Colts. Okay. But they had to beat Rex Grossman to do it.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Those teams that really invest big dollars in that high-end receiver don't win. Usually aren't built to play power football. They're going Mm. cheap on the lines, Mm. going cheap on defensive spots, and they don't win Mm. like the Atlanta Falcons. They'll run all up and down the field, make all the pretty plays, mm-hmm. but, you, but get down, you get down, you get in down the in the red zone. You need yeah, that fourth and one, mm-hmm. that third and two. Mm-hmm. You're not built to do that because all your money's on your quarterback and on the outside. You don't have any.
0: You're not built on the lines. Mm-hmm. That no, well, you you're not wrong in that point, but I I guess for me when I look at those when I look at those teams that have won without one, mm-hmm. you know you're talking about. Drew Brees and the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take since you t- since you talked about Marvin Harrison, we'll take the Colts out of it. But we'll say Peyton Manning with the uh, with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Flacco with the rate. Well, you know, let's not take Flacco because I guess my my point would be, you know, I'm looking at Brees, I'm looking at Brady, I'm looking at Manning, mm-hmm. and then my question to you is, do you put Carson Wentz in that category now? I'm not now, we're now, not talking see, potential. we're not see, talking potential. So you're you talking know. all time greats. Yes, exactly. But, but that but, but those the, the, are the but those are the quarterbacks of the teams who are winning without wide receivers. Now I'm not I'm Not, not the I'm quarterbacks not to, of every not, team. Because well, they,
1: they didn't win every Super Bowl. No,
0: I understand that. But we're talking I'm about
1: is, every Super Bowl since ninety-four. Okay. Every single one. There's been one team that had a real superstar receiver on it. Okay. One. So mm-hmm. we're talking – we're including Flat, Fat Flacco in that. Okay. Because he won one.
0: Okay.
1: Aaron Rodgers, he won one his first year as a starter. He w- he was good. Mm-hmm. But we weren't looking at him as the er- way we Ar- look at Aaron, Aaron Rodgers now. now. No, I understand that. When Tom Brady won his first one – actually, Tom Brady, I don't know if he's ever won a Super Bowl – sc- yeah, no, Well, he, no. I shouldn't say ever because they did it against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. But prior to then, all their Super Bowl wins were like 20 to 13, 16 mm-hmm. – that they were winning with defense. Defense is what wins you a Super Bowl. Okay. That formula never changes.
0: No, you, no you, defense will always win championships. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess for me, it's like how I guess how you how do you view Alshon Jeffries? What is your view of Alshon Jeffries when you compare him to the other wide receivers in the league? Like for me, him as a him as a number one wide receiver to me, I am good with that. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I I am good with him as. A, you I'm know. good with Alshon playing my number one. Yeah,
1: he's a he's a solid, legitimate threat there. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I wouldn't call Alshon a top five receiver okay. in the league either. No,
0: but. But you, but he makes your offense. But you admit that he makes he made, your offense better, and we've now seen now, that he can. You know, now, I'm not saying mm. now when I make my argument, I'm not saying you can win with bums at
1: receiver. No, no, you got understand. to have guys who can, can play their the position. Ball. They yeah. can, they can run routes and catch the ball. Mm. But you don't need OBJ to win. Mm. You don't need Julio Jones to win. Mm. You just need guys who can run a route, right. and catch the ball. Okay. Julian yep. Edelman and Chris Hogan have a Super Bowl ring.
0: Julio Jones don't.
1: Julio Jones don't.
0: OBJ don't. OBJ don't. Alshon Jeffries does. Alshon does. Welcome back, Alshon. <laughs> Thank you, Alshon. We missed you, Alshon. But I guess to your to your point, I mm-hmm. guess like I don't dispute the point that you're making because it's I mean it's clear it's undisputable. I mean, mm-hmm. but you know, about the whole number one wide receiver. I guess, it's, or I shouldn't say number one. A a superstar superstar at your number one. They sell
1: tickets. Yeah, That's Uh, what superstar receivers do. They're fun to
0: watch. I mean, I I am good with the wide receiving core we have. But when I say that I am good with it, I mean I am good with the wide receiving core we have with Alshon Jeffers on the field. It's like I worry about Matthews and Aguilar are not good enough wide receivers to carry this core. I don't want to go into a big game with just Matthews and Aguilar. But it's you, like they're they're good you, and it's you, like you and you want them to be it's like we we've wanted Nelson Aguilar to be a number 1 wide receiver since we drafted him. And and it's like, you know what? It's uh, it's become obvious he's not that dude. But I feel like The narrative has changed on him where it was before. It's like, he's not that dude because he's garbage. And it's like now you've seen him over the last year and a half, and it's like, okay, he's not garbage. He's a good receiver. He's a good receiver. You know, I I like him on this team. But I do not, you know, I do not. Liking him on this team, considering him a good wide receiver, Mm -hmm. does not necessarily make him a number one. And for me, it's like, I'm good with that.
1: Okay. Uh, back to my original point almost mm-hmm. is do you really need a number one to win? Do you really if need I yes. have, If I have, well, uh, yes, if I have yes. three or four guys who can run solid routes and catch the ball and I have a quarterback who's very accurate and knows how to throw people open, do I need a superstar real number no, well, one? No, well, 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 not even say superstar. Yeah, do I okay. need a number Cause, one? Because
0: I feel, I feel like you're – when you say superstar, okay, I'm, I'm, when you're, okay. forget superstar. Okay. Right, forget right. superstar.
1: Who was like, Russell Wilson's number one?
0: Nate Burleson.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Is know. Aguilar is that good? is Aguilar as good as Nate Burleson? I'd have to well, say yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because Nate Burleson's on TV. I mean. <laughs> 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 He's better but, than Nate. Bro. <laughs> no, but but no, but I'm 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 saying I I, 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 I joke, but I see your point. But and I, I would guess.
1: absolutely put Carson in the class with Russell Wilson. Okay. Yep. Okay. My point being, if your quarterback is good enough, mm-hmm. and bigger picture, the rest of your team is good mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Both sides of the ball on, on the lines, you're mm-hmm. good. Yes. Your running backs are solid. Mm-hmm. Your secondary is solid
0: secondary is solid.
1: If if you if you're solid to good at every level, you don't need real studs at any one level except quarterback.
0: And we got that.
1: And we got that. We got that. Our stud is here. Our stud is here. Our stud is here. Stud is
0: here. Exactly. See like, I'm, you know.
1: Like Carson is right now a very good potentially great quarterback. Mm-hmm. I agree. He was l- There's no denying that if Wentz stays healthy last year, he's the league MVP. Okay. He's doing anything and everything he wanted. Mm -hmm. Making plays, eyes downfield, throwing darts all over the place, Mm -hmm. touchdowns, low pick numbers. There's no reason that changes. The kid is very intelligent, and he's only going into his third season. Third season.
0: I mean, the future is bright, and I feel like – With him, all all that you need now is, you know, front office to keep on surrounding him with good players. Mm -hmm. You know, as the veterans of this team grow older Mm -hmm. and you move on from them, you know, who's replacing them? Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know. Which is one of
1: those things, guy we mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. I'd be excited to see. Jordan Mailata pan out, yes, because then you have a seventh round salary to replace Jason Peters when mm-hmm. he retired,
0: and that's uh, and that uh, that frees up a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. you know just in, you know just in case, and I guess for me and that's something that you and I talked about before we went to the game, uh, before we started this show, because I was a little bit I was concerned about Jason Peters going into this Colts game mm-hmm. because he was struggling to stay on the field talked about the quad issue, and he spent a lot, I feel like Jason Peters is the type of person where it's like you have to respect his word. Absolutely, at this yeah. point in his career,
1: he's a proven veteran, nobody's questioning his heart at this point, yeah. well, so if he I mean, says yeah. he can't go, mm-hmm. you believe he can't go. Yeah,
0: and I, I guess for me, what, what had kind of scared, what, what had scared me and concerned me, was his confidence, I, I guess his confidence in himself where maybe he was putting a little bit more confidence in himself than mm. need be, where he's telling us, hey, man, I'm ready and I'm good. And it's like, dude, you know, I'm I'm watching and I'm concerned. And I was talking to you about it before the show and you were watching the same hey, game and was like, I you had know a, what, I had a little
1: different perspective. Yeah, yeah speak on that. If you watched week one, mm. the offense didn't look great. But if you watch that left side of the offense, when Jason Peters was in there, he held his own wonderfully. Got a little nicked up. Now the Tampa Bay game, he was in and out the game, it seemed like every other play. he was. But about second quarter, I'm sitting there and I'm watching, and the, what pops in my head is, he's 36 years old, this is only a second game in a year, and it's 100 degrees. I'm not surprised. That's probably more a matter of conditioning than anything else. Yeah. Maybe some cramping. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired and need to get back into really good football shape. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't even like you can practice hard in training camps, mm-hmm. and he de- and Doug definitely didn't play as starters like a lot in the preseason. Not at all. So,
0: <laughs> well, Peter didn't play all preseason, exactly. right? Exactly. Peters didn't play at all. So, I mean, when you said that, that like for me. Like, that's a good point, and it helps put things into perspective because going into the Colts game, when mm-hmm. I saw that Jordan Mailata was inactive, that worried me mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, what happens now if you have the same problems with Peters? But – Vitai comes in. Vi- um, I mean, Although, well, I will say Vitae played a lot better and has played a lot better mm-hmm. this week. But he's – the way he's played – so the way he played in the preseason and early early in the season, I thought was enough for a cause of concern.
1: Vitae, to me, is the type of guy who, for whatever reason, seems like as the season goes, mm-hmm. the more snaps he gets, the better he gets. Mm-hmm. Last season, when he first came in, yeah. he was he looked a little shaky. Yeah. By the time we got no no,
0: no, no, not not a little shaky. By a little shaky. (laughs) I was being kind when I said that. (laughs) I I appreciate that. I I do, but yeah. But by By a little shaky, he was real shaky.
1: But by the time we got to the playoff run, Mm -hmm. he was doing a solid job at that left tackle position. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling him a pro bowler or all pro, but you he you didn't have to give him help every play.
0: No,
1: no. Mm -hmm. You could leave him over there and know your quarterback's not going to get hit. And that's all I need out of a tackle. Now, of course, I'd love to have a Jason Peters out there because <laughs> yeah. you want maulers on your line. Mm-hmm. But having a serviceable guy as a backup, I can live with that.
0: Well, I guess in the end, watching Peter Peters was good. He was to very your point. Good. I mean, to your point, I was, I was concerned. Well, yeah, I was concerned you were not. You ended up being right. I ended up being wrong, which pretty much... Yeah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever, dude. Whatever. But you'll get and, used to it. And oh. Whatever, man. <laughs> Look, I'm right a whole lot more. Often, maybe. I don't know. E- either way, just want to let you guys know. Once again, thank you for listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Hit us up at any time at BITW Sports. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. Keeping going with with the Eagles. Once again, John Brown, Mike Jones here. All right. Going with the Eagles moving forward. You're not worried because it's the Titans. I'm I mean, I'm not worried because it's
1: the Titans. Mm-hmm. Now, after the Titans, we get into a tough stretch mm-hmm. of the schedule where you may hear me say once or twice that I'm worried. Cuz after that, you got Minnesota, then you've got the Vikings. No, I'm sorry. You got Minnesota, then you got the Giants. You're looking, at, the, you're looking at
0: Minnesota, you're looking at the Giants, Then you're looking at the Panthers.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you got a bye, then you got the Cowboys. Oh, you know, you got the Jaguars before the bye. You got the
0: Jaguars in London.
1: Uh-huh. Which is a home game for them. They're there every year and used to the trip.
0: But I don't get – what do you – I mean – it's funny.
1: I mean, how much money are they losing on home games anyway? So who the Jags? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're okay with they're, going they're, over there.
0: Yeah, I guess it's it's funny. You know, we they talked about the Eagles possibly playing that London game last year, mm-hmm. and when it first came up, when I was like, oh, I, when it came up before we won the Super Bowl, before we became Super Bowl champions, I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, as long as it was not our home game, as long as we weren't. The team itself was not losing a home game to go mm-hmm. over there. I was like, "Oh, it'd be cool, whatever." Because, like, for me personally, it's like I always like the London game because mm-hmm. I feel it's like that you nine a.m. football. it's nine a.m. football. Yes, exactly. Wake up football. Wake up football. I so to me, I always love the nine a.m. Ga- you know, the London game. Mm-hmm. But now that it's here mm-hmm. and the Eagles are playing in it, I'm a little less than. Uh, less than enthused. It's like, okay, going across, you know, because the Jags, Mm -hmm. you know, they're a good team. This isn't the Jags of old. This is the Jags that that might be turning – that that is turning a corner.
1: We're talking about the same Jags that just scored six points? Yeah, the
0: same Jags. Hey, look, man. Against Tennessee? Team might have a – every team has a hiccup. Their hiccup is named
1: Blake Bortles.
0: Okay. But that's still – I mean, that's still a Blake Bortles that – helped take help take them to conference championship last year.
1: And the same Blake Bortles who quarterback didn't trust, en- who the coach didn't trust enough to keep being aggressive in the second half, and they ended up losing to a team they could have beat. And is that a knock beat. on
0: Blake Bortles? Or is that a knock on the coach? Both. Is it? I mean, in the end, fact still remains is you're totally looking. We are looking. On- at, we're looking at a team that was in the conference championship. Had a How lead they, at halftime. Had a lead at halftime. So it's so. So it's is, a knock it, on the coach for coaching it, not to lose rather than coaching okay. to win. I,
1: I but mean, I also have to look at the quarterback and say, if the guy who's sitting there looking at him every day mm-hmm. doesn't trust him enough to go with it, why should I?
0: Then that, uh, then I feel like that is an indictment of your coach because look, that's your quarterback. And if you had, if you have a team that good, mm-hmm. if your team is that good, and you have that little faith in your quarterback, why are you going into the next season with that same quarterback? Where are
1: you going to get another one from? I don't
0: know, but you got you better find a way. If you got a team that, if you feel they like you what? have a team that's built to win
1: now, they were what eleven and four, eleven and five, twelve and four last year. Okay, How, yeah. we're, we're, you're not picking high enough to get, to get. Hey, a good look, back.
0: man, you better beat them phones. You know, figure something out. And you
1: don't have the cap room. You don't have cap room to to pay Kirk Cousins what he wants. Mm-hmm you didn't have didn't really have you the- better figure i mean so
0: you better figure well wondering then if if where, that if that if that you is in the quarterback I, I, I i don't know i'm not look i'm not part of that fan base but all all i am saying is hey look this is a this team yes they struggled last week against the titans mm-hmm. but it's too early to say is that team that scored 6 points against the titans is that the real jags or is it the team that had been so- uh that had been in a conference championship, so the and team, to me, it, it, and, and in eith, either way, that is what other team, what of whatever team they are, mm-hmm. whatever team they are, it's enough to say, hey man, just like you said, they're used to this trip to uh London. There's a team that goes to London every year, Eagles don't go to London every year. Let me so ask you, so it's enough question. to scare, it, it's enough to be can it's, it's a cause of concern. Question, okay,
1: and so. Since Blake Bortles, mm. I'm sure you don't think he's a great quarterback. No, you, you might think more highly of him than I do. You
0: might no, not. I, I feel I so. I, I, will, I will put it to you like this: I, I feel like they have the Jaguar. I felt like the Jaguars were a team that should have looked at Colin Kaepernick at the time. We're not, we're not going down the Kaepernick line right now. But what I'm saying is, now they have now made their bed. With, they've now hitched their wagon to the Blake Bortles train. Okay, and so, it's too late to get off. It's too late to get off.
1: So here's my question, though: Okay. If uh, with a limited quarterback, you're you know, the Jaguars did do something good. They drafted Leonard Fournette, and then they put T.J. Yeldon behind them. They have a very solid running game. Running game doesn't scare me. I don't care who your running game is. A running game does not scare me right now. Mm-hmm. So if your offense is predicated on the run. Your team's in trouble against the Eagles. They gave up 72 yards a game last year, and they're not doing much different than that this year. They stopped the run. So what about Jacksonville scares you, knowing they're not going to be effective doing what they do best to win? So
0: I'm feeling all this confidence that you have. Mm -hmm. I hear it. And I'm not – and, and me, we're only
1: talking about certain games on the schedule. We're not okay, talking no. about every game. Okay. Well, look, well. let's
0: talk. Let's talk about that thing.
1: Like the because Saints we, game, that's mm-hmm. one on the schedule. I that think could be dangerous. Okay. Like that's one you won't hear me say. Yeah, we're just gonna go in there. Nah, you'll All never hear me too, say it, that it about is, the Saints.
0: It's too early to start. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put you on the spot and start saying win or loss. But what I this is what we're going to do. I'm going to start I'm gonna give you the names of the schedule mm-hmm. and you tell me right now yes or no are you cons- are you scared or, or not since say scared concerned. Okay. Concerned. All right. Are you concerned? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Tennessee Titans. No. Minnesota Vikings. Yes. New York Giants at the Giants. No. Home against the Panthers. No. In England, uh, let's see, in England against uh, the Jags. No. Home against the Cowboys. No. Saints, at the Saints in New Orleans. Yes. I am concerned about that one. Okay. Concerned about, So, sorry, right, so far, concerned about the Vikings, mm-hmm. concerned about the Saints. hmm Back home against the Giants. Yes. Okay. By then? It's now. It's, now, why why is it that you you weren't concerned?
1: It's not that the team scares me. Mm-hmm. It's an NFC East game. Okay. And NFC East games, it's mm-hmm. you just never know. And I've I've got the Eagles handling them the first time, so I expect them to come back with for some pride, if nothing else, the second time.
0: Okay. All right. So let's keep let's keep it going. Home against uh, home against the Redskins.
1: No. At the Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys just aren't good this year. <laughs> exactly, their quarterback is average at best, uh-huh. and that's me being generous when I say yeah. he's average.
0: Now, because because I've only been working with you for like a year now, mm-hmm. I want I want to get your thoughts on this. I, I, I want you to speak on on Dak Prescott.
1: Dak Prescott is, I think, actually a pretty smart quarterback. Mm. What I don't think is that he has all the physical tools or accuracy or consistent accuracy, I should say, to really run at least not at this point in his career, Mm -hmm. to really guide a winning NFL offense. If you look, just watch a Cowboys game and look how many throws he misses Mm -hmm. or how many times he actually even attempts to go downfield, regardless of over the three years, Mm -hmm. not just this year, like, the first two years and this year, mm-hmm. how many times has he really threatened downfield because he just, that's not his strength. It's mm-hmm. not his strong suit. Mm-hmm. So, because like even when Carson, his rookie year, had struggles with his accuracy downfield, mm-hmm. he would still take his shots. Yeah, He had the arm to get it down there. So,
0: so let me ask you this, because there's so many people and there's so many, like, one of the biggest knocks that I feel like I heard on Dak was that, Des Bryant made him. Do you believe that? No, like I, I... Be- I
1: believe Ezekiel Elliott made him. Mm, okay. When you have to respect the run, so you can't just tee off and pass rush all the, every play because you mm-hmm. really have to respect that run. Mm-hmm. You have a really good O-line in front of you and play action 10 to 15 yards downfield. Mm-hmm. Play action five yard out. Ooh, play action! Now I went twenty yards downfield. I'm mm-hmm. big time, <laughs> but it's not. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Read options, RPOs, play action. Yeah, all based off the threat of that offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When when Zeke's not there, you saw what happened to that team last year.
0: Yeah, nobody
1: I respected f- Dak. Yeah. Nobody feared Dak.
0: Nobody. Fe- no, no, you're, you're you're absolutely right. You're a- you're absolutely right. I I believe you. Let's keep going and wrapping up the season. Because so far, pretty much you got us like you got us like thirteen and three so far.
1: Oh, <laughs> we, we haven't even got all the way to the schedule <laughs> no, yet. No,
0: no. All right, you got the Cowboy uh at the Cowboys, then you got at the Rams out yeah. in Los Angeles against that the Rams. That concerns me. That concerns you. All right, home against the Texans. Nah, not really. And then in Washington against the Redskins to finish the season.
1: I think we'll win. I expect us to win. But that's another one of those NFC East games that could just go in any way you cut it. So there's mild concern for Week 17 with the Redskins. Mild concern?
0: No, I I feel like that could be a game depending on how the season could go. What, what, what? My concern would be that at that point, that might be a game where everything is wrapped up, Mm -hmm. nothing to play for. Exactly. That's that's a game where okay, you either sit in people, and and I'm not quite. I feel like. And they what, might not sit. What's the
1: Redskins' record right now? Redskins? Mm-hmm. What, one and two? They're one and two? One
0: and two or two and one?
1: Uh, Redskins, I, I think they're one and two.
0: Redskins are two and one. Oh, they're two, two and, and one. one. Yeah, oh, you know, That's right, because the, Packers, the Cowboys and the
1: Giants are the two one and one. So the Redskins might actually, believe it or not, be sitting in it at the end fighting for a wild card spot. Not that I expect it to happen, but it's not impossible. And if that's the case and we're in a situation where we have the division wrapped up or home field wrapped up, that could be a game that's just kind of like a throwaway game.
0: So far, the Redskins beat the Cardinals and who cares. And <laughs> but they beat they beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. That's a good win. That's a quality win right there. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers
1: is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yes. That team's not that good. Mm-hmm. It's all Aaron Rodgers. If if he's not carrying the show,
0: Mm. but that's not a team effort. So let me ask. So, right now, Mm -hmm. top three teams in the NFC not named Philadelphia Eagles. In the NFC. In the NFC. For me,
1: and this is just me. Okay. That's all Ram- I need. That's a, I, I need the Mike Jones.
0: I, I want the Mike Jones breakdown. Rams. Rams.
1: Vikings. Vikings. Saints. Okay. Those are, I think, the three best constructed teams in the NFC, not from Philadelphia.
0: Not from Philadelphia. I dig it. I dig it. So you tell us what you think. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at bitw sports. Once again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at sports. My name is John Brown. This is my man, Mike Jones, and you're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. You can hear us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash sports, or on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. You can download us. Just look up the Best in the World Sports Report. We're there. You can also hear us on phillygoflow.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Like I tell my man Javon. Shout out to Javon and Angela. They're not here this week. They will be back next week. Uh they just out there taking they, they doing them. Gotta keep it yeah, busy. Yeah, they're keeping it busy. Javon's got like seventy two jobs. I swear I think <laughs> I think Javon's like Jamaican or something. I don't know. He's uh, he does his work for Total Sports Live uh-huh. and they're both uh well they both work. Angela and uh Javon are at Total Sports Live and then uh, Javon's also at the Metro. Okay. So that dude's always busy. So you know it, it was just gonna be a matter of time before it was just a day where he's like, "Look, dog, um, it's it's not gonna happen today. <laughs> I, I can't come up there today." But shout out to them. Check them out. Check out all their work. Follow up. Uh, follow Total Sports Live on Facebook and uh, Twitter at Total Sports Live. <laughs> Pretty much what. Yeah. Okay. It, Total die. Sports Live. Total Sports Live. Gotta check them out. I gotta get you down with them. I gotta get, I, I'll definitely, I gotta get you down with them. Hey, but, I'm always in. A- Alright, hey man, look, that's what we do. We gotta keep working. Alright, so look, let's take a real quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap things up, maybe talk a little Phillies, talk a little, man, very little Phillies, because <laughs> trade. about, yeah, yeah this, the last two months of this season has just been terrible. So we'll spend a little bit of time on the Phillies, and then we'll just wrap things up. Once again, thanks for listening. We're right here, Best in the World Sports Report. I'm John Brown, that's Mike Jones. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at PhillyGoFlow.com. I'm Little Teapot, short and stout.
1: Here is my handle, and here is my spout.
0: Nota, like this. When I get all steamed up then I shout tip me over it. And... me This
1: is WWE superstar Roman Reigns It only takes a moment to make a moment Take time to be a dad today Visit fatherhood.gov Brought to you by the US Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council <laughs> If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local
0: pro and college teams, go to TotalsportsLive.com. SportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly Sports, get to know Total You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. and we are back on The Best in the World Sports Report. John Brown, Mike Jones here, Javon Alford, Angela Montoni not here. So we still we still have to come up with a name for our team, all right? We'll come up with something. We got to. I I feel like a team like this, we need a name. We should be calling ourselves something. We need to, so we can market ourselves, get these t-shirts out here, so we can get, we can get merch and make some money. We'll have to talk about that when next week when everybody's here. All right, we gotta have everybody's that. input on well, that. Exactly, one. we 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 need that. We need to flood the streets with some merch. We need people in t-shirts and stuff. I like free t-shirts. I'm a fan of t-shirts. Oh, I love t-shirts. Yeah, we gotta get that. We gotta get that. Anyway, as the weekend draws near, mm-hmm. with this weekend comes the end of baseball season. Good. This is not how we – two months ago, you know, the the approach of the end of baseball season, we, there was a whole different thought process because we didn't think that this would be the end of baseball season. We thought there's a possibility that the Phillies could be marching on into October. I believed that
1: right up until the trade
0: deadline. Really?
1: Now, and you remember, we talked about this at the beginning of the season Mm -hmm. when not many people were expecting the Phillies to be Mm -hmm. very competitive. Yes. I said to you, I believe how I said it was, the Phillies will be buyers at the trade deadline. Okay. no, you? And technically they were, but I feel like they should have been bigger players. Mm. When they made the moves they did at the deadline – Bringing in Ramos, Ramos and, Ramos and, and yeah. Yeah. A couple guys. yeah. Nothing special and definitely nothing really even at positions of need, to be completely yeah. honest.
0: They, they, they made moves, but, I fo- but they were pedestrian moves. Exactly. And not the moves that you thought they should be making. Now You're that, sitting there looking at Manny Machado out there. and I, I think that'll probably be the name that most fans will say, well, why didn't the Phillies go out and get him? That That is a big name, and it's one that comes in my mind. Mm-hmm.
1: But the name that really pops in my head, Cole Hamels. Yeah. You could have got him on a, for a reasonable trade, mm-hmm. and he definitely had some life left in that arm. Oh. <laughs> you think? He definitely looked <laughs> you like You think? Now, if you get a third starter in that mm-hmm. rotation to take some of the stress off of Nolan and Nolan Arietta having to yeah. win every time out yeah. there, or
0: and you de- de- and, and you definitely saw that going down the stretch because I feel like as as good as the Phillies were mm-hmm. and I think part of that had to do with the fact that the Braves really are, this season yes the Braves won the division but they're not that good no they're I mean they're not they when when I look at the Braves you know. In fact, when I just look at the NF- NFC, excuse me, the NL East, I see a division of teams that really aren't that good. And I felt like this was a division there for the taking, that this was a team that I think the jury is still out on the Phillies or if they're that good. But I thought that they would be good enough to win a division that was theirs for the taking. And all you found out down the line, going down the stretches, maybe they're not.
1: Oh, we knew they weren't, though. Mm. They were good enough to make it interesting, mm. which was about where I set my standards. I didn't think this was a World Series season. Oh, no, going. no, 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 no. And honestly, I wasn't necessarily mm. sold on it being a division-winning year. Which is why I tempered myself when I when I, I said I see them being buyers.
0: I guess to to me, I didn't see it as a division winning year, but I saw the Braves, and I'm looking at the Bra I'm looking at the Braves, and I'm looking at the Phillies, and I see a Braves team that's not a juggernaut. No, this is not a juggernaut team. This is not when I look at. I think by far, when the baseball playoffs start. The Braves team might be the, the worst, worst team, team in the, in the National leagues. and yeah. I'm saying even, and I put them. I mean, even behind whoever's in the wild card. Mm-hmm. But you know, so to me, when I'm line, when I was lining things up, I'm looking at the Phillies, and I'm saying they, you know, the jury is still out on whether they're a good team, no. or where the or if or if they're even on the right track to being a good team. No. We don't even know if they're on the
1: right track to be a good team. They're absolutely on the right track. That I'm not worried about. Really? I'm not worried about that part at all. Next year, I think, will be their year to win the division. You think so? That, I'm call. I'm going to call that one now. Okay. The Phillies win the division next year. All right. Now, there that being go. said, I'm about to make – I'm going
0: to down – I'm, I'm going right, to say that.
1: I'm about to make two contradictory points. Okay. Okay. Because we're talking about the Phillies and – whether or not they were good enough to win. Now, while I did think they would be competitive and if they'd have made the right moves, mm-hmm. they'd have won or could have won, mm-hmm. but I don't really think, let, let's be honest, they they had a chance to win, and point number one, if they'd even played 500 baseball going down the stretch August, September, mm-hmm. chances are they win yeah. that division. No. You don't even have to get hot get because you had a lead and the Braves aren't world beaters, Mm. if you play 500 baseball down the stretch, chances are you have a a good shot at winning that division. Mm. That's point number one. Contradictory point, though, is this. If you're really honest about it, not looking at it through fan goggles, but trying to be objective.
0: Okay.
1: Look at the order on the Braves, look at the order on the Mm Phils.
0: Braves are probably a better team. Well, I mean, of course they're you know they're a better team. They got the, a, a better record, and I, I mean, guess now even it, it just, even I, when the records mm-hmm. were close or the mm-hmm. Phillies were ahead, if you're being honest,
1: looking at the lineups, the Braves have a better lineup. Mm-hmm. And baseball with 162 games, mm-hmm. you're eventually the averages are usually going to play out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work like that in the playoffs, but over the course of a 162 game regular season. Yeah. That's usually how it's usually going to work out like that.
0: But given so when you say that you feel like the Braves are the better team or they were the better team this season, mm-hmm. but you don't see what you don't see what makes them better. Them sustaining what made them better next year cuz you're still cuz you're saying you believe that the the Braves are a better team now well, today I, this today, but, but
1: there're there two factors in, into me going mm-hmm as far as to call the Phillies for division winners next year. Okay. One, I do think the the Phillies had a very young team this year mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that young talent is gonna keep developing.
0: Okay.
1: That's no, reason number one. Reason number two, Middleton has all the money to spend in the world and he claims he's willing to spend it mm-hmm. and if you give Arietta the money you gave him, you're willing to spend it. Yeah. So. I could see it being very possible that they make a strong push to sign two major free agents this offseason and possibly a third if you include a pitcher. I could easily see them going after two bats and a pitcher. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm. There's no salary cap in baseball. No. So certain markets have an advantage that – you could spend the money if you have a great owner.
0: That'll be very interesting to see. I would take it. I would love it. You know, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the Phillies to be good again. And I feel like you know, in, in tying in what we have been talking about, like all show. Mm-hmm. You know, the patience that has come with the Eagles winning. I feel like for me as a fan, it kind it it spreads into how I watch other sports. Whereas I admit that there are things that about Gabe Kapler, when I watched him all season, that pissed me off to the highest of pistivity <laughs> You know, it's like Gabe Kapler can be maddening sometimes. Absolutely maddening. But there was a time when Doug Peterson was maddening. At times, absolutely. That first season, that was... first season. Look, man. Let's and let's keep it real. There were maddening times about Doug Peterson that second season. <laughs> you know, so for me, it's like okay, what what I know. Other people might not want to apply it to the other sports. Mm-hmm. It's like Doug Peterson has earned a level of patience for me that. For me, he earned that level of patience for all you know, all four sports. I'm willing to be patient with Brett Brown in the Sixers. I'm willing to be patient with Gabe Kapler and the Phillies. I'm willing to be pa- patient with Hextall, uh, Hackstall, and the Flyers. Although, if I had to add, if I had to rate which one, which team, my patience is running the thinnest on, it would be the Flyers. Okay. But I'm still patient. All like, right. if if there's, of those teams, if there's a team where my patience is running the thinnest, so it would be the Flyers. Because
1: you actually saw my face. And anybody yeah. who's watching they, it yeah, right now, you yeah. no, saw my face no, when you said the Flyers. I
0: said the Flyers, but it's like, okay, my, you know, what he did, what, 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 what Peterson did, you know, for everyone else is good. But, mm-hmm. you know... If there's a team that I'm going to say, you know what? All, right, all bets are off. Something needs to change. It would be the Flyers.
1: Well, the Sixers, Brett Brown, I just think he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Fla- hands down. Co- ha- hands down, I think good, he's a good coach.
0: Good coach, and I feel like the knocks that he will take this year as a general manager aren't as bad as Oh, he's not the GM anymore. Well, he's not. Well, what I'm saying is I don't, good- I don't I don't I don't see not getting LeBron or Kawhi, but nobody well, Paul, was gonna blame, blame no, Brett no. Brown for that. You know I' know I'm I'm gonna no, blame I think, for not getting them? Michelangelo.
1: He's gonna take. He's, Maybe, you've uh, got a fall guy already. If Brett Brown's well, not gonna take uh, that heat. I think. He, I, I think
0: there. I think there are people. Put. I mean,
1: but I, Brett Brown was not, last minute thrust into an unexpected situation. Okay. So there may be people who want to assign blame to him, mm-hmm. but. I don't think he's gonna take that much heat for it. Okay. Now Kapler, I just don't think one year is enough time to make a decision okay. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So to your point, patience.
0: Yes. I can be the patient.
1: Flyers. Hackstall's had a couple years now. Yeah. They made the playoffs the first year, mm-hmm. missed a year, made the playoffs next again the third year. Mm-hmm. Both playoff trips were first round exits, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. he, you know, two out of three years in the playoffs. It's something, but I need to see real progress this year. No, I hear you. Hackstall's about the end of my mm-hmm. leash. I would give him.
0: Now, we will talk more Flyers on this show because you know we all about hashtag brothers talking pucks. You know that's uh, Caitlin Hemsley. who has been dying to get on the show. Uh, let's do it. She she wants to come up here and talk flyers with us, and, and we I've let's been put, do it. All right.
1: Anybody who knows me knows
0: I'll tell you hockey
1: secretly got the best thing in sports when you get to the hockey playoffs. Mm-hmm. The ho- NHL playoffs yeah. is the best thing going in sports. Yeah. Period.
0: Oh yeah. Well, you know what I like. Well, I like. Well, I, I will put it to you One like to this. Eight I both like,
1: conferences, everybody has a chance I, to win I like, every year. Yeah.
0: I like playoff sports mm-hmm. in general. You know, and to me, I will. I can easily make an argument for whatever playoffs I'm watching at the time. So, if we're ta- right now, we're talking about hockey. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, okay, you know what? NHL playoffs are the best. Now, we switch around, and when we start talking basketball players, I'm like, oh my God, NBA playoffs no. are the best. You know,
1: I, I will. Ma- NBA finals may be better than the NHL finals, mm-hmm. but the NHL playoffs as a whole, how many sports can you say where one to eight in both conferences, anybody has a shot every year? Not. Huh that is legitimately true in hockey
0: i think what may to me i guess like i said my i'm partial to whatever I'm watching at the time mm-hmm. you know so but for me it's like i i feel like i don't need to compare. Any other sports because to me, playoff sports is just great. Like, you know, so okay. people people will jump into the, the debates of, or, you know, what's better, NBA or the NHL. I'm like, they're both great. You, they, you look over your shoulder, you see what you see in my basement. Now, see, what do you see? You see two televisions. Now, you so know, I, I like, can watch them both.
1: Now, I know we got to get out of here soon, yeah. but you know I can't leave without pushing your buttons a little uh, bit. So okay. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. NBA first round this year, how much of it did you watch? Outside of, of the Sixers, all of it. You watched every game.
0: Whenever I was available to watch it, if I wasn't, if okay. I wasn't watching the game, I was at work,
1: or, how, or I was. How, it, uh, and how? Okay, so you watched the games. How good was it?
0: They were all good.
1: And you laugh <laughs> as you say it.
0: How,
1: how many surprises were there?
0: Surprises, none. 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 Well, you know Well, I guess what to me, honestly. What makes surprises and what make I, I think that's all relative to what what and, you're watching. And, like to me, it was like okay,
1: I was, and when the, I say no surprises for me, uh-huh. I'm including OKC losing to Utah. That wasn't a surprise either.
0: No, well, no, well, one because you are the president of the I hate Russell Wilson, uh Russell Westbrook uh, club. Not you are the president of the. I hate Russell Westbrook. Non fan club. Correct. I understand. So of course, you know, of course, that did not surprise you because you hate Russell Westbrook.
1: I don't hate Russell Westbrook. Yes, you I do. hate his
0: style of play. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. That's close enough. All right. We we know it's sports. It's to me, and, and that's another thing on this show. Mm-hmm. I embrace sports hate. Like I can say, like players, I hate. Because I know because it's in the context of sports. Like if I say I hate Russell Westbrook, I don't hate Russell Westbrook. But
1: you know, if I mm-hmm. was to say
0: I hate, it's not like like I wish him ill will okay. or, or it, something it, like that. You, like, know, you gotta be
1: careful. These yeah, days. yeah, no, no, so, you know, you're absolutely somebody right. Somebody might hear yeah. something and take it and run, yeah. like oh,
0: he hates. Yeah, I, I've been, I've been about that on this show a long time. I've talked about hating Kobe Bryant and and how much I hate Kobe Bryant. But yeah. I always talk about my hate for Kobe Bryant is purely rooted in the fact that is just consistently beaten up on the Sixers his entire career. And okay. it's not that I hate, like, you know. I, see,
1: I can respect that. Yeah, it's like,
0: I, it, it, it was funny, it, it was a, a debate that I had gotten into with my wife mm-hmm. years ago after LeBron and the Heat lost that first finals to the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And I think, right after the finals, he was in the press conference and he had said, he had made a compliment, he had made a comment, somebody had asked him about like people who were celebrating mm-hmm. their loss. And he had said something to the effect of like those people have to go back to their miserable lives. Mm-hmm. And, and my, still, I'll still be LeBron. Yeah, And I'll still be LeBron. And that pissed my wife off. And I was sitting there saying, you know what, I have no problem with that. Because he's not talking about my life life. But he is. Yeah. When, he is talking but when about He's talking about my sport. Uh, I was like, he's no. said, Well, I see, t- well I'll, t- I'll put it to you like because this. Because I, the, I, the I, people, put,
1: and the reason I say no mm-hmm. is because the people saying that don't play sports. Mm-hmm. He's talking about them going back. Like, so, sports is over for them. The finals well, is over. Well, They're going me, back to regular well, I, I, life. I,
0: I will speak to it. To, and he's calling their regular
1: me, lives miserable.
0: Well, maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it is. But for me, I'm saying I had no problem with that because to me, my sporting life at the time Mm-hmm. Was pretty miserable. You're probably so, okay
1: with Trump calling people deplorables too. Aren't you? No, no, that, no was that's that, that, well, that was Hillary. My uh, fault. You're okay with calling people deplorables too. Well, if aren't they're deplorable,
0: <laughs> if they're deplorable, <laughs> then yes, you know, sometimes you got you just got to call it what it is. But it was like at the time, but my it, my, way, my, my sporting it doesn't life
1: doesn't go over well. Is it true or not? It doesn't go over well. No,
0: no. But in my my sporting life, because I always, I keep my emotions about sports. Mm-hmm. Sports. So it's like when I talk about like my hate for a player, mm-hmm. it is truly rooted in sports. Like I don't wish ill will on that person. I would. I'm not the per- type of person, you know, who would like cross the line or something, disrespect a man's family or anything like that. Like if I like I sit there and I can come on this show every week and talk about hating Kobe Bryant. Like if I saw Kobe Bryant in a burning vehicle on the side of the road, I would help him. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like like when, when people talk about like you know. Disrespecting his wife or his kids. Nah, that's, I, don't, I don't need that because I got a wife and kids of my own. I don't, you know, I don't. Mm-hmm. But as far as sports, yeah, I hate that man. And it's like, but because yeah. I don't hate the man, though. Like, yeah. I,
1: hate, I hate the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I hate the Cowboys. I hate everything about the Cowboys. I hate everybody who's ever played. Well, you know, so the only, I, per, I, only I, Cowboy I, just, I never hated was Randall Cunningham because it broke my heart to see him in a uh, Cowboys uniform. That's it.
1: I hate everything about the Cowboys.
0: I understand. I hate the Cowboys
1: too. I love Randall. Mm-hmm. I lost a little bit of respect for him when he signed with the Cowboys. I, I
0: didn't lose any respect for him, but it just broke Just a my little heart. bit. It it, he, I,
1: I, he was an Eagle. He knows what that means. Mm-hmm. He knows what it means to be a Cowboy yeah. if you've been an Eagle. It
0: just hurt. I I was too hurt to be angry. I was I was I was hurt. Like you could have gone it was anywhere. Painful. Like anywhere. Redskins it like or Giants. No. That'd have been better than the Cowboys. No, no, it would all been bad. Have been It'd hurt. all been bad. It'd all been. But bad. it's better I'd than hurt. the Cowboys. I'd, I'd have been hurt. I hate the cow. I, I hate the Cowboys. I hate every, you know. But I do. It's like you, you go to the cow. I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Celtics. Mm-hmm. You know, case in point. I once again another conversation with my wife. One of my wife's favorite players of all time is Ray Allen. I could not like Ray Allen when he was with the Celtics. I hate Ray Allen when he was. And then when he went to the Heat, you know what? All is forgiven, Ray Allen. You're good again. We good. Yay, Ray Allen. And I understand. I, I, I refuse to call that man Jesus, but, you know, it's all good. The,
1: Shuttlesworth. He, yeah.
0: He's not Jesus. Shuttlesworth or otherwise, he was Shuttlesworth in the movie. When wasn't Jesus. <laughs> I refuse to call that man Jesus, but I hate the Celtics. And, and, and like, to me, all right, when you talk about sports hate, there's Celtic for me. Celtics, mm-hmm. Cowboys, Duke, Mets, Redskins. That's, that's, that's my five. That is my five. I'm okay with four of them. Okay, which, 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 who, who who you? Who I'm,
1: I'm going to leave that one alone for now. If
0: you say you're a Duke lover, I will, I will cut this show off and throw you out my house.
1: Not a lover but I respect what they do.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I just I just well, don't, I, think, once I just again, don't hate them. I'm not okay. a fan, Okay, I just don't hate them.
0: Well, I I will say this. Like in the realm of sports hate, there's room for respect. Mm-hmm. Like cuz cuz you know, you could hate them, you know, because there are people who hate Players and teams, but don't respect them. Like I can sit there and talk about. Look, man, I hate Kobe Bryant. I hate Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant still won five, you know, yeah. five championships. No, like, and he, and Kobe Bryant is, is one of the greatest players of all time. And you That's why I mean
1: Duke's just not on that list for yeah. me. Like people hate Duke for various reasons. Yeah, 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 yes. Most of them aren't basketball yeah. reasons.
0: Okay, you you're once you're not wrong.
1: And mm-hmm. for me, that would feel bad. Taking it that out on kids, mm-hmm. so well, I, I guess, like to so me, that's, once again, that, to that, m- that's w- the same reason. Like mm-hmm. people in Philly don't like Nova half the time. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. Duke just happens to be more of a national hate. Okay, all right, but you, you know, still, and you know what I'm getting at you, when I no, say it. no, I
0: understand. Once again, you're not wrong. I still hate Duke. I, <laughs> I wouldn't take like I wouldn't take that hatred out on. On kids' past rooting against them, okay. You know, it's like I can root, I can root against Duke, but that's where it ends. You know, once again, we're not crossing the line, we're not disrespecting people, but I can sit there and never want Duke to win. You know, I could probably count on one hand the Duke players I've liked and, over over the time, and, and I'm and,
1: I'm usually ambivalent when mm-hmm. I watch a Duke game. It's just. I just hope to see good basketball. Last
0: Duke player, well, last Duke player I liked just tremendously failed me in life as a fan, and that was Okafor. I liked him. I wanted him with. The- right, once again, that's once when I f- when I retire from sports podcasts and do it yourself media, mm-hmm. and I write my memoirs of my career <laughs> of all the takes I've been wrong about. Jalil 4 will be right up there on because that's like the history of the best in the world sports report. All my archive my archives are all out there. If anyone wants to listen to them, you know, mm-hmm. there are shows me and Vince did. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's great. I can't wait for him to be here. I don't care that we already got two centers. Figure it out. Okay. And I was wrong. I was tremendously wrong.
1: Yeah, multiple big men, especially I, one I, that's yep. slow. Yeah. That's tough to do in this you're, NBA. You're, you're, you're right. Jaleel I mean. Oka for 20 years ago would have been a monster.
0: Yes. 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 Hey, look, man, let's get out of here, dude. Time to go. All right, real quick before we go, Eagles, Titans, this week, your prediction.
1: I'm thinking Eagles – 10 to 13 point range, so I'm going to call it
0: 27-17. 27-17. I am going to go, I think, especially with Jeffries coming back mm-hmm. and they're looking like they're starting to get healthy, I think the that – that push starts now, that, that early season push of finding their stride. I think that starts this week. So I will go 33 to 12. Mm. 33, 12, four to four, That's uh, an official blowout, yeah. 21 points. 21 points, four, uh, four field goals, if no touchdowns. Because here's here's the thing. I think uh, I, had said, I, I had said a similar score about last week. Uh, against the Colts and I thought I didn't think that they would be I did not think they the Colts would score only time they only uh I shouldn't say score
1: wait a minute because I I have a good memory I don't forget much so I got to call a time no we didn't we no I I I tweeted
0: my uh prediction on the Colts because we didn't do a show about the Colts game
1: no not that one I'm talking about what we're tonight this show, yeah, you were the one trying to convince me I should be concerned about Tennessee, yeah, not to. you, yeah, you were the not ten, Yeah, still be yeah, about yeah. you were Tennessee, the one yeah, be to, concerned, and then you just predicted a twenty-one yeah. point win, yeah, if we were playing mad and not turn the game off at twenty-one points, it's over, oh well, yeah, that's
0: a skunk, yeah,
1: it, okay, yeah. all right, that's all, I'm done, yeah,
0: be concerned, we're still gonna blow them <laughs> out, I'm concerned, we're still gonna handle these dudes, okay. All I'm right. concerned, but we gonna handle.
1: Them. All right, I, I'm with you. Hey, look, once again,
0: I'm not beholden to anything. <laughs> I will flip flop. Not even at your own. you the, did the, say that. You, I will flip flop at the drop of a dime, son. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: at that's least you're consistent the, with your flip flop. Ex-
0: I'm
1: I'll consistent,
0: and I don't run from it. All right. <laughs> alright there's no reason to run from it there's way too many receipts out here for me to hide a flip flop yes at an hour and 20 minutes ago I was concerned about and I'm, I'm there's still cause for concern but I still think that you know I feel
1: I think I just convinced you that you shouldn't be worried and that could, you know what that could subconsciously, be subconsciously yeah. I
0: think you're saying I'm right again alright see now, now I know it's time to go now I know it's time to go <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you guys for listening to the best in the world sports report thank you to my man mike jones javon alford and angela montoni will be back next week the gang will be all here as we will be on we'll be getting ready for the uh, vikings week right next week yeah. next week is vikings, vikings week. vikings week all right well look y'all enjoy the weekend enjoy the last of the phillies you know, maybe next week we'll have like a, a, a true funeral yeah. for the Phillies. We'll, we'll pour out, you know, I, we're all black. we will wear all black. I get a couple 40s. we We'll go outside. We'll pour out a little, <laughs> pour out a little liquor for the for, uh, for the Phillies. Yeah. Oh golly. But hopefully the Eagles will keep us cheered up. I uh, will be closer and closer to basketball season as the Sixers season is coming up. So y'all enjoy your weekend. From my man Mike Jones. For the rest of the crew. Once again, hit us up. Tell us what you think of the show. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at anytime at BITW Sports. Remember, check us out on SoundCloud.com, SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Just search for the best in the world sports report. And if you are listening, you can listen to us on PhillyGoFlow.com every Saturday morning at 8am if you're listening on phillygoflow.com right now coming up next is early morning 80s it's the 80s show all that jerry curl music you know all the music when you when you were originally wearing tight leather pants and you know like cool in the gang you like cool in the gang you you an 80s R&B fan I uh, am yeah. alright well that's well you just keep on listening to phillygoflow.com if you're listening to them right now check them out keep it locked right there early morning 80s is coming up right Nat, well, not right now because we got to finish the show. But anyway, best in the world. My name is John Brown. That's Mike Jones. We'll be back next week. You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at PhillyGoFlow.com.